Welcome back to Trader Talk, the podcast that focuses on trading education for beginners and experienced traders. Each episode, we will sit down with a trader to discuss various strategies and tips to improve your edge, as well as the risks associated with trading and investing. Thank you to my sponsor, eToro, for powering this series. eToro makes trading easy by giving quick access to the world's most popular digital currencies with low fees and social trading features in one simple app, allowing you to trade and invest on the go. Hey everyone, welcome back to Trader Talk. Today I'm with my good friend, Lisa Edwards. She is a trader that I absolutely admire. How are you doing today, Lisa? Hey, I'm good, Wendy. It's amazing to finally be on your show. I can't believe you haven't asked me until now. Uh, this is this is a brand new series, so I wanted I had to get I had to get my girl on here because you're about to school the boys and some stuff. So first and foremost, why don't you introduce yourself to people that already don't know that you're an amazing trader? So go ahead and give us a little bit of background about you. Okay, so a little bit of background about me. I started trading. I worked out almost thirty years ago. That's oh, scary, wow. and uh, <laughs> I sound really old now. It no. I started when I was like two years old. Exactly. So it's okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just had my 32nd birthday and <laughs> um, yeah, so I started basically to, I took a redundancy package from a company I worked with, with my brother and um, obviously I needed to support myself. So I started trading, lost a lot of money from that redundancy package, then thought, hey, I need to learn about this. So um, that's kind of always the motivating point for anyone to learn trading is you lose a lot of money how do I sort of you know retain this money and make it back um yeah so I did that I I went to Elliott Wave School um I've sort of honed my skills in crypto since probably about 2012-2013 and I exclusively trade crypto now whereas I started in commodities and stocks so how how different is crypto and um, crypto commodities and stocks like what, what's the big difference between them uh volatility okay. like crypto you can make three percent anywhere in any given day whereas commodities you might wait a week to a month to make three percent so wow. uh, yeah so silver moves three percent over you know a month to six weeks so yeah Wow. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, 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 I personally just learned how to trade crypto. I haven't traded any other assets yet, but I want to get into it. So the, one of the yeah. reasons why I'm doing this series is so I can kind of get, kind of pick your guys's brains, especially more yeah. experienced traders than myself and shout out to you for trading this long. That's, that's very, it's impressive and it's awesome. And for sticking with it too, because a lot of people capitulate after like they lose. <laughs> oh, they do. And it's like, so I, I really believe like if you want to have a life and do all the things that you want to do, you have to have a, an income that sort of supports that so mm -hmm. um with trading i can make you know if i want to go overseas or if i want to do something i just trade some more and you know that's kind of how i make my money like whereas if you're in a fixed income job you, that's sort of fixed and that's all you can do so yeah with trading i'm able to have that sort of you know goal where i can do more or i can do less if i'm you know got other things that i can you know want to do but there is risk associated with it right You've got to manage the risk. So um, I'm always tweeting to people about risk and how I manage it. So my trades are, are set up very under very, very strict conditions and guidelines. Okay. So if I miss a trade, I don't FOMO in. I look for the next trade. Um, I always have a 3% stop. If it hits a stop, that's it. 
it's out of that trade and then I look for the next trade. So I always, I'll buy supports, never sort of halfway in between. So, you know, if I'm sitting there and the waves are halfway up, it's not going to happen. So, I'll, you know, you've got to be patient and wait for the trades, wait for the setups. So do you exclusively trade with Elliott waves? Like what are some of, what are some of the tactics that you use for trading? Cause I'm going to, I'm going to pick your brain about that. Yeah. So I've got a whole heap of things that I use for trading. So what people see on my charts is not necessarily everything that I use. Okay. So I use Elliott waves, Fibonacci. I use MAs, which I use a lot. I use EMAs when I'm scalping. Okay. Um, support and resistance. And I use volume profile. Okay. I, I know, I, th I know how to use almost all of those except Elliott waves. So I want you to go ahead and <laughs> I want you to go ahead and school me. Cause like I'll post a chart on Twitter. They're like, okay, well this, this wave down is showing this target price. And I was like, well, I can't really comment on that. Cause I'm not an Elliott wave trader, but you know somebody that is, and she is very, very good at what she does. So I'm going to get her on and talk to her. So talk to us like kind of what Elliott waves are. Cause you said you did schooling for that as well. Like way back. When. Yeah. So there's, there's an Elliott Wave School um, where you can learn how, to, how the waves move, how, you know, they move within the Fibonacci, the wavelength, wave sort of um, motions. And, you know, so when we've got five waves up, we've always got waves down. So we normally have an ABC or an ABCDE. So depending on those formations, there's all different sort of patterns that you get with Elliott Waves. And because I've been doing it so long, I can sort of see those patterns forming. Okay. So yeah, and that, that's kind of what you start to see in the Bitcoin charts is like patterns. Okay. Um, more so than, you know, they're not just waves anymore. So you, we know that one goes up, two goes down, three goes up, four goes down, and five goes up. And we know that uh, one and, and four can't cross over. So they can cross over by a wick, but they, you know, if that's the formation and if they do cross over more than that, then we know it's a different pattern. So, and we know it's, you know, it may be an ABC or a corrective pattern. So then we know that we're going on a deeper retrace. So that's kind of how I can tell whether it's going up or down. So with Elliott waves, is it, are those, do those take a long time to learn? Is there like, is there like an easy way to learn those or it just comes with practice like everything else? Yeah, I think it just comes with practice and just with um, looking at the charts and sort of, you know, analysing all the knowledge that you will learn and, and just referring back to the book over time. So, you know, when I first started doing it, I had the book, like the actual physical book next to me and would refer to that. And obviously, you know, 25, 30 years ago, there wasn't a lot of online stuff. Right. It was it was very different. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so we were just starting to go online with uh, combat trading and stuff like that in Australia. And, you know, so it was kind of learning how to do that, having the book beside me and watching the patterns. And now I don't need the book anymore. I can, I can know that the third wave is all, always the longest and it moves the swiftest and the fourth wave is always the slowest. So I can say, okay, right now we're in a fourth wave because it's just super, super slow. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how you know, you get to know how the waves move, the time frames that they move in and you know, the way that they move. What's your favorite time frame for using Elliott wave? 
like the the one that we're I guess let's talk about let's talk about a specific coin. So let's just talk about Bitcoin. When you're charting yeah. Bitcoin and you're interested in getting into position with Bitcoin, what time frame do you use that works the best with Elliott waves? Because I know with different time frames, some indicators just don't work well or some bots and whatnot. So it's like you gotta gotta kind of find your groove. Yeah, so with Bitcoin, I'll have simultaneous trades on different exchanges. So um, on some exchanges, I swing trade. So I'll do a daily chart or a three daily chart and that will be the whole move and I won't sell that. Um, and then for, I like to use the four hour for like a, a daily sort of interlay chart and I'll trade that on a daily basis and I'll buy and sell sort of supports and resistances. And they're usually the trades that I'm sort of posting on Twitter um, because a lot of the people there like to day trade. Mm -hmm. um, and then when the, it's kind of like it is now, very choppy and not moving a lot, I'll go right down to the 15 minute chart. <laughs> and <laughs> so, and I trade that with um, Elliott Wave and with also EMAs. Okay. Do, yeah. you pref do you prefer EMAs or moving averages? Cause I know, and, cause I know there's yeah. all different types. And then I think there's whole uh, moving averages as well. There's all different types. Yeah, so there's SMAs, MAs, EMAs. DMAs. So, <laughs> DMAs. <laughs> so I use the 100 in the 200 moving average. Okay. Yeah, and I use the 9, 21, 55, 100, and 200 EMAs. And I've got a really, really refined scalping method that I use with the 9 and 21 EMA, which is kind of foolproof, and you can make you know, lots of money every day by trading every move when it crosses over. Oh, really? What time frame do you yeah. use? I'm like, uh, that one's a 15 minute. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, yeah. I use, I use the nine, I, I started using the nine EMA and the 20 EMA. So maybe I might switch to the 21 cause it might give me yeah. that, that the extra edge. It's just a little bit like more reliable. Okay. That makes sense. Cause I see a lot yeah. of people using it. And I, the reason why I started using the 20 is because the 20 EMA, because it's faster than the simple moving average, um, 20 the simple the SMA 20 yeah. on the Bollinger Band because I love the Bollinger Bands. I like actually use those when I do alt when I trade alts because alts are so volatile that they just kind of you know kind of ping pongs off of the the upper band <laughs> and the lower band and you know if it flips well, support. I, I kind of yeah the the Bollinger Bands kind of work like support and resistance. So you know if you you don't really need them if you're doing support and resistance. True, that's very true. Yeah, I like with alts. I like to use them though. I feel like. I feel like that kind of will encompass everything a little bit better than I can. Sometimes I'll throw it on just to kind of like when I do my live stream, I'll throw it on just so I get like another, you know, like another perspective. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you miss, especially if you're tired or you're chasing kids around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which many of us do. Mine are big now, so I don't have to chase yes. them around. Well, but I chase you know. these guys around. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My, my baby, she's in the, she's in the front right now, but. She's just there, but yeah, no, it's, it's good to have like another set of eyes. So what are, what are some of the drawbacks of trading like that you've experienced or what are, what are, what are some of the negatives? Because I don't want the show to be like, okay, trading so much fun. You can make so much money. Cause in fact, that's not always the case. There's a lot of people. Well, there's a lot of people, you know, that I think I make it look easy. And this is what a lot of the guys say. It's like, I make it look easy and they go and do it and it's not so easy. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because I trade with strict rules. Um, as I was saying that I only buy supports 
and you know if it continues through that and it hits my stop then I'm out of that trade I don't instantly buy back in right um yeah so I, I sit out of that trade for you know a few hours until it reaches an area that's you know a support or you know wherever I'm going to purchase that coin or bitcoin at that time so you know it's it's not a matter of just going in and FOMOing and you know if it doesn't come down to my support I'm not going to FOMO in either so yeah so sometimes it might move like a thousand dollars and I'm sitting out of that trade but it's that's just the rules that I have so because it if you don't have the rules, then that's when the trades start going against you. Right. No, I totally yeah. agree. I remember there was a big move and I had DM'd you because I was like so upset, but I was, I was shorting and price ended up pumping <laughs> and I lost so, I lost a lot of money and I'm like, darn, like this stinks. But that's one of the things that happens. And then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to get back in. I'm going to make what, what I lost. And so I didn't follow my rules because what sometimes yeah. if I, if I don't see confluence on my charts, I'll just sit out and be like, you know what? Because yeah. tra trading is not my only income. I do other things as well. So, you know, it's more of like a hobby. I'll do like spot trading with way bigger, you know, with bigger positions and I make okay money on that. But when I'm, yeah. when I'm margin trading, I use smaller positions just because I know that, Hey, <laughs> I'm going to get excited. Yeah. It's like with the margin trade, you know, I, I have a 3% stop. So it's, it's like, you know, if it turns, it's really going to go against you. So, right. you know, if you have a 3% stop and then you 10% margin trade, then you've got a 30% loss if it goes against you. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's what these guys are not sort of realizing with margin trade. So I don't do a, a huge amount of margin trading only when I'm entirely sure that the move is going to go the way that I think it is. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people will put so a lot of capital because I talk about, you know, margin trading on my, you know, on my other show, a lot of people, they get upset, but I'm actually trading myself. So I don't see the issue with, you yeah. know, talking about something that I do because there are some people that are interested in learning about it. So I think it's fine, but you know, margin trading is, it's not for the weak of heart. So do you do like, what are the majority of your trades? Are they spot trades? Are they margin trades? Are they altcoins? Like what are, what are the majority of your trades? Yeah, the majority of my trades are sort of like I have five to seven trades at any given time. So that's broken down to uh, BTC, ETH, uh, BSV. They're my three main. So they, they will be like 25% of my capital okay. on each trade. So 75% in total in those three coins. Um, and then I break it down into alts. So the alts, um, I'll only do a 5% position. So, but those alts can move sort of, you know, 30 to 50% in any move that I go into. Right. So, yeah. So like I've just done an uh, Elrond trade and I think we're at 43% or something on the last one. Nice. So, yeah. So it's, I make sure that they're at a certain point, they're at a safe entry zone and that's when I'll enter. So, you know, occasionally you get a failed trade, but if I'm in a spot trade on an alt, it's a 3% of that 5% that I've entered. So it's not a big loss. Okay. No, that makes sense. And that's actually really good risk management because a lot of people don't practice it. And I feel yeah. like finding a good risk management strategy is you have to kind of figure out what you're good at, what you're not good at, and then modify and then kind of create your risk management strategy according to, to you, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is with, um, you know, you're spreading your risk. So it's not all in, when I had my discord, I used to call everyone that went into one trade, say they went all in Bitcoin. Um, I call that going the full retard. 
Yeah. So <laughs> there's there's a scene from Tropic Thunder where he goes, you know, um, he's he's talking about all these different movies where they went full retard and they went home empty-handed. So it's like, you know, Sean Penn, um, I Am Sam, went full retard, didn't get the Oscar, went home empty-handed. So it's like, you know, you go full retard into Bitcoin and it goes against you. You lose all your money. So yep. you get liquidated. Well, a lot of people too, is they don't realize that like when they're the people are like, Wendy, you don't even own Bitcoin. You don't trade, you don't, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I do. And I have, you know, I have yeah. my, my spot positions are a lot larger than my, when I'm actually trading, when I'm actually trading like a coin or Bitcoin, it's a lot, it's like very, very small because I know the risks associated with it. And yeah, because like me mentally, I know, like if I see a large amount of money, then my I'm going to, I'm going to probably stray from my plan a little bit. And, that's, and it's something that I'm still working on. It's something I'm aware of and I'm still working yeah. on. So what I've decided to do is like, okay, I'm going to do trades when I'm trading alts or with, you know, larger trading with Bitcoin. It's going to be a couple hundred dollars of a position because I know if that, that risk or the way my mind works, it's, if I lose that, it's like, okay, that's a couple hundred bucks. But if it was like yeah. a whole Bitcoin position with me, no, I'd be like, I'd be like, you know. I cry. <laughs> yeah. So I just, so I feel like, I feel like, you know, with spot, like me personally with spot trading with, you know, regular, you know, spot trading with like a whole Bitcoin and whatnot and just are essentially swinging it. I feel like it's a little bit safer. Yeah, it definitely is. And it's like, you know, that 25% of capital that I'm putting into Bitcoin is spread over to three trades. So I'll have my longer term trades where I'm trading the whole swing um, I'll have a day trade and then I'll have some scalp trades. So um, the scalp trades I kind of only do when I've got time. So, you know, I'm, I'm really busy at the moment. So, you know, if I'm sitting there on Twitter trolling Arthur, you know, I've got lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> so as far as like what, like how, how do you get to that point? Cause I like me personally, I was doing like multiple trades. Like I was in multiple trades, like three or four a week. Um, yeah. or I'm not a week, but at one time and I was noticing I started to not do well, but how do you get to that point where you realize, okay, I can trade Bitcoin and BSV or Litecoin and Ethereum all at one time. Like, and then also too, you're talking about, I've got three, three Bitcoin trades going at one time. I've got my, maybe a scalp, a swing, and then a super long-term one. So how yeah. do you get from that point of just trading one product to multiple and multiple so you've got to trust like when you enter a coin that your setup is what you think it is. So you've done all the, you know, the basics. So, you know, I've sat there and I've put the Fibonacci on, I've done support and resistance and, you know, I've seen where the um, MAs are sitting and I know where the resistance is. So, you know, I'm, I'm sort of looking at that confluence area. I'm looking at so many different things at that point that when I enter a trade, I need to trust that trade and sort of, you know, leave it alone and not, you know, over manage it. Mm -hmm. So, and then, you know, I'll go in uh, maybe one or two times a day if I've got time, normally one time if I'm really busy, I'll check all my trades in the morning, I'll move stop losses. And, you know, so if the trade has moved and it's in profit, I'm in profit or I'm, I'm at break even. So, you know, it's, because Bitcoin is so volatile, you know, and it can go against you at any given time, um, you know, whales can come in and they can just go, I've had enough of this, I'm going to dump the market. <laughs> you know, 10,000 Bitcoins later, you're sitting down $1,000 less than what you were and it's hit your stop. So, you know, at that point, I'm probably in, um, you know, profit or I'm at break even. So it's not a big deal. 
Um, but yeah, for anyone that's new to trading, it's all about the management once you've entered the trade. So it's not about just sitting there staring at the charts. It's about trusting what you've done and going and living your life. So you're more of a you're more of a set it and forget it kind of person when you trade. Like you're like you chart your chart your whatever it is you're <laughs> going to trade. You're like okay, my stop is here, my entry is here. Because what I do sometimes is like I'll set like a buy order. I don't I won't just mark it by. I'll set a buy order and then like some of the exchanges I'm using now, it's really cool because they have it to where you can set your take profit and set your yeah. stop. So I like I just go and then when you're when you're trying to 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 limit buy, so I'll go ahead and set all that stuff and then I'll go handle my business. But then sometimes I catch myself and I'm like. <laughs> well, I, will, I, I set alerts. So I set alerts at certain points on the charts. Okay. So, um, you know, and TradingView alerts me and that comes through to my phone and then I'll be like, oh, okay, it's at this. I've got to, you know, I, don't, I trade exchanges where I can have that exchange through an app on my phone. So, mm -hmm. you know, I can go in and I can manage that trade wherever I am in the world. And yeah. It's so it's kind of a cool life, you know, trading and and be, you can be not at the moment with coronavirus, but normally I can be anywhere in the world and I can be trading and, and making money. So yeah. So as far as like, what was your what was your best trade you've ever made? Well, it'd have to be twenty seventeen. <laughs> well. Yeah, because a lot of people made money. I want if you can divulge some some of that, I'd love to hear it because I've been asking the people yeah, that have come so on that, like. That was kind of, you know, we were just, uh, I was working in a discord and we were just sort of kind of moving stops up the whole time. It was just like, move your stop, move your stop, don't sell, move your stop. So, you know, there was a couple of occasions where we needed to buy back in where, you know, I think it dropped to like 2000 in a day. It, it got to, I think at one point, it went to like about 10,000 and, you know, it hit that resistance and we kind of knew it was going to hit resistance at that point, but because the market was so fragile and new, the drop was like $2,000 and everyone was like, ah. It's it is scary though. It's when even, yeah. even still for me, cause I, I chart, I don't trade every day, but I chart every day. I look at, I need to know what's going on with the market to see if I want to get into trade. But even like when we get those volatile drops, it still makes my stomach turn a little bit. I'm like, you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a, it's a lot of money. Like it's 10%. It's, like it's, it's 10 a lot of money. And that's the thing. And it's like, I think we got to 3,200 and, um, I was working with Dark Energy at that point, and both of us were saying on Twitter, you know, this is the this is the bottom, and everyone hated on us. It's like, you know, it's going to a thousand, it's still going down. We're like, okay, it's your money, fine, we're buying, and um, yeah, so that was a good trade because it, it moved really quickly um, to I think about five and a half thousand within a day. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it was this massive move from the bottom, and it was you know you know that's kind of the bottom when it's moving that fast. And yeah, it hovered at five and a half thousand. Everyone's like, no, it's going to a thousand now. And it's like, it just kept going. So yeah, I, re I think I remember that. I was like, no, I think we're going down a little bit more. Cause I was, I was, I just remember looking at the charts, but like you said, once we get those volatile moves down, like the 10% moves down or the, I don't want to say 10%, but like the thousand, yeah. $2,000 moves down. It's scary. Cause you're like, what the heck is going on? But then you also have to think generally they're just like sharp wicks down and they pop back up and then, yeah. you know, and they, I yeah. think, I really feel like those are done sometimes to kind of knock people out of positions because everybody, because they, you know, they, they know, the whales know. Yeah, the whales know. So I've got, I've got a friend that um, this last drop, um, he sold the bottom. 
Oh, so he panicked and he sold the bottom. He's been a hodler for like a year or two years and he literally sold the bottom and every day he messages me and I told him to buy in and he's like, no, 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 it's, I'm listening to everyone else. It's going, oh. it's going down and it went up. And then now he, he was saying yesterday, I'm going to buy now. And I said, okay, we're at the top. <laughs> We're going down now for a bit. <laughs> I said, don't you dare buy. <laughs> oh man. So what's your, what's your taking profit? Like, do you, when you, when you exit out of a trade of the Bitcoin trade, do you yeah. just, do you cash that out and put that money in your bank account or do you just leave it in Bitcoin? Um, on my scalping account, that's my daily living account. That's how I pay my bills. Um, I will cash it out. So I've now got a credit card where I don't have to cash it out. I can move it to the credit card. Is it, is like, it the crypto? Woo. Is it the crypto.com? No, it's a uh, Embly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So hang on. I'm excited. I have one from crypto.com and it makes my life so much easier because when I do make winning trades, I'm like, yes, I get my profit. I can go buy Taco Bell. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's going to make my life so much easier because I'm not going to have to like transfer money to the exchange yeah. and then yeah, you have, cash you it have out. To. So I just, and it's pretty AMP. Oh, that's cute. And they yeah, need to send me one. <laughs> it's got my, my rockets and my moon and my stars. So oh, yeah, they cute. made it for me. So that's cute. That's adorable. So let's talk a little bit about um, what edge do you think that you have that sets your strategy above that, that makes you successful, I guess? Um, I don't ever think of myself as being any different to anyone else, but yeah, I suppose. Well, you're a profitable, you're, you're a profitable trader. You're able to live yeah. on, you're able to trade professionally full time. And it's a, I'm, I'm not at that level yet. I do, you know, I do other things in the space and I'm, I would yeah. like to get to that level, but I also understand the risks associated. I understand that it is very hard, but you are successful. You're a professional trader and there's not a lot of women in our space that are capable of <laughs> no, doing. There's not a lot of women. Yeah, there's not. So what what gives you that edge? You think? Um, discipline and emotional control. So I always stir the boys up that you know <laughs> this, this is the difference between women traders and men traders. So for men, uh, money is power. Money is like this sort of status thing. Mm -hmm. So for men, all these emotions are, are tied into money. Whereas for women, um, emotions are tied into relationships and, and that. So when I go into a trade, it's emotionless. It's just money. It's like, so it's the opposite. And this is what I, I look at all these boys in the sort of, I call them boys. They are, they are, they are, but, they are boys. <laughs> so some are boys. And I, I kind of think, well, no, you, you've got to control your emotions. You've got to be emotionless when you're going into this. Treat it like a relationship. Treat it like you're going to treat your wife or your girlfriend. It's like, because you have no emotions. It's like, that's how you've got to do the trade. <laughs> but you, in the beginning, you were talking about having um, a little bit of a psychology background. Do you think that helps? Yeah, so I, I've studied um, psychology for a long, long time, just to you, you get to a point in life where you know you, you want to fix yourself and and know sort of all the things that drive you and move you forward and why you do things and you know why you react in a certain way and that sort of stuff so that's why I started you know sort of studying psychology and and learning about it and 
but it's really, really helped in my training. So and it, it's helped to understand why you get emotions and why you feel the way you do. And, you know, just sitting in that emotion and going, okay, that didn't work. What, what am I going to do about it? How do I make this better? And how do I control that next time? No, that's a good thing that you said, because if you're on a losing side of a trade, sometimes you want to get back in. You want to fumble yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And it, that's the thing, just, you know, stopping yourself from reacting and controlling your emotions is what you need to do to not lose more money. Because, um, you know, if you, you look at it this way, you get what you focus on. So if you're chasing losses, you're focusing on losses and you're going to get more losses. No, that makes sense because it's, I feel like a, trading is mostly mental too. And then do you use, yeah. sen, do you use sentiment at all when you're trading? Like, do you go on crypto Twitter and you're like, okay. Yeah. I'm <laughs> like, they're all, they're all like bearish. It's like we're going up. <laughs> so it's like, I'm sure the whales sit there and they look at it and they go, okay, everyone's like wanting 1000 or $2,000 right now. We're going to take it up to 10. So, and that's exactly what they did. Let's talk a little bit more about Elliott Wave. Like, so mm -hmm. for somebody that wants to, I might have asked this already, but I'm just very, I'm just so yeah. interested in it. Like, what's the, what are the pros and cons of using Elliott Wave, or what's the pros of using Elliott Wave as opposed to just like Bollinger Bands or Ichimoku Cloud? Yeah, so with Elliott Wave, um, you can tell sort of with the rules of Elliott Wave, so you know that uh, a one wave will be a certain length. And the, when the second wave retraces, you know that it's going to go within a, a certain um, percentage of the Elliott wave. And, you know, you can use that, you can put a Fibonacci on it and you can work out it's going, this is going to be the first support, this is going to be the second support, you know, and you can trade those bounces. And, you know, if that doesn't sort of work out as it's reversing at that point, you can take profit because you're moving your stop and managing that. Um, but the rules of the Elliott wave sort of give you the, you know, the wave movement. So we know that with a third wave, it's going to be strong and powerful. You can see when you get the massive, massive like green candles, they're normally a third wave. Okay. Yeah. So they're, they're kind of moving like third waves, the fastest moving wave. So, you know, it goes up and you've gone up a thousand dollars or something on Bitcoin and you're like, okay, cool. It's hit um, a certain point on the Fibonacci on that third wave. So normally a seven, eight, six, and you know, it's going to retrace a little bit at this point. So, you know, you've got your first sort of retrace, which will normally hit a support, which is a, a two, three, six. And then, you know, you go from there. So, and that's kind of how I get all those points where I'll be like, Oh, it's going to bounce here. It's going to bounce here. And, you know, the exchanges have a lot of bots on them. Oh yeah. So yeah. So if you just uh, short sell or short buy those regions, you're going to get into those trades. So yeah. No, and it's interesting because like we'll like I'll compare charts with you sometimes, and like I use a different method. I use a lot of short um, support and resistance, and like I'll use like the whole MACD stuff like that, and I'll like target my areas, and then you're like, yeah. oh, I have the same target, like I have you know the same take profit <laughs> or whatever. So it's cool yeah. to see that you know, all this, all these indicators, they're all great. And it's, I feel like indicators that I, I like indicators, I use them, but I feel like each person has got their mind resonates with indicate with a specific indicator differently. And it kind of could help give them an edge. Like, yeah. And I feel like a lot because their indicators are math based, which is really something that I, that kind of, 
that was very always very interesting to me because I do have I've got like a math degree from my community college I've got a couple of them taken a lot awesome. of math things that yeah I, so awesome. I took I took like eight or ten math class like a lot of math classes so I remember just doing the repetition like when you're taking yeah. a derivative or you're doing trig or geometry it's like you have to do a problem over and over and over again yeah. so when I was doing that I took that that persistence and I applied it to my trading like when I would chart things every day or you know yeah. whatever and it actually it helped and then I'm like when I'm researching and when I learned about the different indicators I was like this is really cool like this is all math based like moving averages are just basically an average and the reason why they call moving averages is because you drop the last number and you move it to the front kind of and yeah you know, all that stuff so I just thought it was so cool and it's just it to me it's just really awesome to talk to traders that use different methods but we can, we can come up with the same thing yeah, exactly. And I think there's all different ways of coming up with the same thing. And it's like, you know, sometimes I will do it different ways just to see that, you know, the Elliott waves are working or that's how it is going to be. So, you know, you sit there and you you put all your different indicators on it to see what happens. And But the thing is as well, you need to have an overall view. So I'm not just looking at one chart. Um, I've got five Bitcoin charts that I look at daily. So I've got all different ranges. I look at three different exchanges and you just get an overall picture of what's happening within the market because some exchanges move slightly differently. So you need to know, you know, kind of what's happening on the other ones as well. So if you get, you know, BitMEX kind of moves um, it has larger wicks and that sort of thing. So, yes. you know, on BitMEX, <laughs> you're going to, you've got to have lower stops and you've got to buy lower supports and that sort of thing. So if you're trading there, you've got to be really careful of the whales. So, because there's a lot of whales on that exchange and you, you know, lots of movement and it's, it's really easy once stops start triggering, mm-hmm. um, it just keeps going. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's for- like a domino effect. It is. So yeah. I have like a couple more questions before we get mm-hmm. going, maybe one or two, but what advice? Yeah, my dog snoring. Well, that's okay. They're, <laughs> they're adorable. Um, what, what advice do you have to, to new people? Maybe somebody that's watching this that like wants to learn how to trade, but it's kind of, you know, not ready to kind of dive into it. What, what would yeah. you, what would you tell them? Like where, where should they start? What should they do? Like what are, what are they, they should doing? start either paper trading or get onto one of the exchange test nets. So that, that's exactly what I think too. I, yeah. I say that all the time. I had someone disagree with me, but I think that it's important no, to, to no. when you're, when you're just starting out learning and then put a little, bit yeah. Yeah. So paper trade, see that you, you know, are doing the trades and then have the confidence that you can go and start with a small amount of money. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't trade with a small amount of money, you can't trade with a large amount of money. So 100%. yeah, it, it doesn't matter how much money you're putting into the trade. If you can't trade, it doesn't matter. So testnet, um, BitMEX testnet is amazing. It's just like using the real exchange um so get on that and and start playing around with it see you know they give you i think a bitcoin on there and you can go go wild it's it's a virtual bitcoin it's not a real bitcoin you don't get any of the money so (laughs) um but yeah it's it's lots of fun so um you can see if you can build that up within give yourself about a month to learn and and sort of work out where the supports and resistance are and you can try there are via trading view directly on the site and you know so you can see how the waves are moving within how you're charting um 
head to TradingView, look at, you know, all the top traders on there, mm -hmm. see how they chart, see what they're doing. A lot do support and resistance. You know, there's a couple that do wick off on there, you know, Elliott Wave, you know, all the different ways of doing it and work out what works for you best. So, and, and that's kind of how it has to be. It has to be what works for you. Not works, not what works for me, what works for you. No, I totally agree with that. Yeah. And what, advi what advice would, have would you have given yourself when you first started trading? Like what, 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 what do you know, what knowledge do you have now that you would have looked back and said, okay, you should do this and don't do this. I would say be kind to yourself when you lose, when you're a new trader. So don't punish yourself. Don't, um, you know, sit back and, and sort of reassess what went wrong or what went right and keep a, keep a diary, a journal of like your emotions so, you know, I felt like this on this trade and, you know, I made a thousand dollars and I felt, you know, this euphoria. And that's like, if you're feeling that, stop trading. <laughs> so, you know, if you're feeling overly happy about trading, stop trading. If you're feeling really sad about trading, stop trading. You need to be sort of like in a neutral emotion. I can totally get behind that. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on. Before we go, I want you to show yourself. Is there anything that you want to pitch to people that you want to tell them? Like, I don't know if you have a group. I don't know if you have courses. I don't know if you have any free resources you want to drop for people, like just anything. Um, I used to have a group. I don't have a group anymore. So I'm on Twitter, Lisa and Edwards. Um, you can ask me questions. You can ask me pretty much anything you want to know. Um, I will answer like all questions. I can send you some books if you're a new trader. Um, if you're interested in Elliott Wave and you've got questions, you know, hit me up. I'm on there most of the time and I try and get to everyone's questions. So sometimes it takes me a little bit of time, but I do. And yeah, so and I've got a movie coming out. So I'm in the process of writing this and it's in edits and it's nearly there. So which is really exciting. So I'm hoping that by August this year, it's going to be in pre-production. And by early next year, everything going to plan and COVID sort of going away. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to pry about, I'm not going to pry about your movie, but once you guys start, I got to have you back on to my other show, my regular show for an interview so I can like, so I can get some deets because I'm excited to hear. Yeah, I'm so excited because there's, you know, there's quite a few things about the industry in there that have kind of happened with me and it's kind of cool to reveal them and it's like for people to kind of work out because names have been changed so you know <laughs> it'll be cool some people in the industry will know who they are and the names have been changed <laughs> all right lisa thank you so much for coming on again a happy belated birthday i know it's your birthday recently thank you and thank you so much for coming on and just dropping some knowledge and schooling everybody about Elliott Waves. I appreciate that. I actually, I learned a little bit. I might do some, I might bug you a little bit with some questions. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, bug me. I'm happy to be bugged. Yes, everyone bug me. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Bye, Lisa. Thank you so much for coming thank on. Thank you so much.